from Adventist World Radio in Pune. A warm welcome to you as you join us. This is our international English service. Come join us on our program today with music coming to you from Heritage Singers and Benji Koshi. A nature study on seeds that tell the truth. Followed by a story, Trouble in Hayloft. Ending our program with a message from God's Word on the topic, Where is God? This is Maureen. This is Sharad. And you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song, The King is Coming. Oh, the marketplace is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat Busy housewives cease their labors In the courtroom, no debate Work on earth is all suspended As the king comes through the gate Amen. 
AWR. And now, a nature study on seeds that tell the truth would be brought to you by Deepa. The seed is the word of God. Luke 8:11. Seeds are very interesting little things. Did you know that seeds tell us a very important story? Suppose you plant some seeds and you don't know what they are. When they produce plants, you can tell what kind of seeds they are. Seeds come in all sizes. The Bible talks about the mustard seed as being the smallest of the seeds, yet it grows into a big plant. I remember when I was a little girl, my grandmother asked me to help her plant some seeds in our garden. I said okay, so she gave me a package of squash seeds and asked me to plant these seeds in hills, three seeds in a hill. Then I was to cover them lightly with soil. I started down the row. I would mound up the dirt then dig a hole in it put in three seeds cover them up lightly and then go on to the next one it was a long row by the time i reached the end of the row i was tired of bending over i still had quite a few seeds and should have started another row but instead i just dumped the rest of the seeds into the hole and covered them up thinking grandmother will never know Days went by and with grandmother's watering and the sunshine the seeds began to sprout. You can imagine my surprise when she asked me to come to the garden and showed me that hill where I dumped the last of the seeds. There were not just three little plants but a whole bunch. She scolded me and told me that these little plants told her the whole story. She knew what I had done. God's word is like seeds. If we put only a little of it into our lives people will be able to tell because only a little will show but if we put a lot of God's word into our lives much will show and people will know that we spend time with God and his word God's promises in his word and other great truths and counsels are to help us on the path toward heaven we'll know which path to take pray today that God's word will grow in your life and you will know which path to take the one that leads to heaven thank you deepa for being with us on awr before you hear a story here's a song i know my savior is near
friend Diamond on Trouble in Hayloft. May lived on a farm in Texas with her daddy and mama and nine brothers and sisters. What a family and what fun they all had together with horses to ride, cows to milk, calves and colts to look after, chickens to feed and dogs and cats to play with. There was never a dull moment for anybody. Sometimes the children would all get together in the big barn and start jumping from the hayloft onto the big pile of hay below. They would climb up the tall ladder like squirrels and jump off the top over and over again. Then one of the boys hurt himself, not too badly, but just enough to make Daddy put a stop to it all in case one of the others might get hurt worse. He said there was to be no more jumping from the hayloft ever. And when Daddy spoke firmly like that, the children all knew he meant what he said. Of course, as you can imagine, they didn't like it a bit, for they had played in the hayloft as long as they could remember. Some were quite upset, especially May, the ten-year-old. She couldn't see why everybody had to stop jumping just because one of the boys had hurt himself a little bit. But she obeyed, like the rest, until, well, until one afternoon when some visitors arrived with a couple of children about May's age. While the four parents went indoors to chat, May, with some of her brothers and sisters, made friends with the two little guests. By and by, May asked them if they would like to see around the farm, and of course they said yes. So they started off together, and pretty soon they came to the big barn. What a lovely place to play, cried the two visitors. It's so much bigger than ours. Don't you have lots of fun jumping from the hayloft? Well, yes, said May. We used to before Daddy said we mustn't. Why don't we jump now, said the two visitors. We've got lots of time, and our parents won't mind. May and the others kept silent. 
they wanted to go up into the hayloft just as much as the visitors, but they kept thinking of what Daddy had told them. Come on, said the two little girls as they went up the ladder. Why don't you come? May looked at the others and then followed them. I guess it will be all right just for this afternoon, she said. So up she went. Some of the others climbed up too and pretty soon they were all having the grandest time jumping off onto the hay. Then it happened. I'm not sure just what made it. Perhaps she slipped. I don't know. But whatever the case, she missed the main pile of hay and landed on the concrete floor. The others were horrified and came running to where May lay unconscious. At any other time, they would have run to tell Daddy, but now they didn't dare. They all knew they had been disobedient and were afraid of what he might say to them. As for the two visitors, they were in tears. It was all our fault, they said. After a while, two of the boys decided they had better take May to the house anyway. So they picked her up and were just going out of the barn door when May came around. Don't take me indoors, she cried. Daddy will be so angry. Please don't tell Daddy. They helped her to stand up, but she was very dizzy. Then she began to cry and plead with them to keep it all secret, and they agreed. Daddy was never told, nor Mama, not till years afterward. But sometimes Daddy and Mama wondered what had happened to May. She was a changed girl, so different from the girl she had always been before that fateful afternoon. She was always complaining of headaches and always tired. How much she suffered! They took her to the doctor time and again. He gave her medicine of one kind or another, but none of it did her any good. As she got worse instead of better, the doctor decided to give her a thorough examination with x-rays and all the rest, and that is when he found the fracture. Then, of course, the truth came out. May had to have a serious operation at great expense to her parents before she got better, all because of one act of disobedience she was afraid to confess. Thank you, Diamond, for a nice story. Dear listener, for more details on our program, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. Coming up next is a song by Benji Koshi, Forever at Thy Throne. So we will be singing praises with the angels unto thee. Lamb of God, King of kings, evermore thou shalt reign in all majesty unto the eternity. And to Your breast, 
Our thought for today is taken from God's word on the topic Where is God? Pastor Edwin Charles will present this message. Hello friends. Today I'm going to talk to you on a topic Where is God? Many people find it difficult to reconcile to some of the problems, difficulties and disasters they might find in life. and very often they come to a stage where they say where is god they ask a question to themselves and they find it difficult in finding an answer god might especially feel far away when they are going through times of trouble grief or disaster david at one time asked where god was he phrased his question in the negative by asking where he could go to get away from god whither shall i go from thy spirit or whither shall i flee from thy presence if i ascend up into heavens thou art there if i make my bed in hell behold thou art there if i take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me which is another way of saying that no matter where one might look he would find god david decided that god was everywhere that wherever man needed him there god would be that is really a wonderful promise and one when one comes to realize it and recognize it and believe it it makes a lot of difference in his life i have been quite delighted with a little poem i read recently about a certain pious minister who decided that since god was in heaven he was going to dwell in a place that was just as close to god as he might be for this reason he spent most of his time in the steeple of the church each week he would write out his sermons and cast them out the window of his steeple to waiting congregations below finally after many years of these activities he heard the voice of god speak to him and looking upwards out of his window he asked where art thou lord the answer came back 
down here among thy people. And I believe that is where God is. Not just ruling and reigning in the heavens, high and lifted up and seated upon a throne. I like to think of God down here among us people who need him. Right with us day by day, giving us the help we need. Do you remember the picture of God that was given to the Old Testament children of Israel? They were told that God was going to lead them by night and by day in a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. In all the years of their wandering, when they so much needed to know that God was leading them, they could see the sign of his visible presence in a pillar of cloud by day going on before them and a pillar of fire by night. A little later on, when the children of Israel built a tabernacle so that God might dwell among them, they were shown a definite place where the presence of God was to be. In the very center of the tabernacle was a most holy place. In the center of the most holy place was the Ark of the Covenant. In the heart of the Ark of the Covenant was a Ten Commandment law written on tables of stone. Right over that law, in the heart of the camp, was a heavenly supernatural glory, which was the very presence of God, where he dwelt among his people. God had pride through symbolism and in many other ways to show us that even today he dwells among his people. He is not far away. When we need him, he is here, nearby to assist us and help us. And when once a man gets the idea that God is available at all times, then he can enter into a spirit of partnership with God that he could never have otherwise. He can realize that he and God are traveling life's pathway together. He then will want to share his time with God and he'll share a seventh part of his time in the Sabbath. He will want to share his means with God. He will do that with the tithe. He will want to share his life with God. He'll do that with service that he will give unstintedly to Christian work. May God bring us to understand better the fact that he is near and interested in our lives and that he will help us in every time of need. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank thee for the assurance that thou art nearby and that thou dost desire to help us day by day. Help us, our Father, to trust thee more, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Edwin Charles, for sharing God's word. You are listening to the Voice of Hope from Pune, India. Thank you for listening today to this program. We so enjoyed studying together this important topic. We would love to hear from you. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000 Again, the number to call is 000 
Thank you and may God bless you in a special way today. I am Sharad. And this is Maureen signing out from AWR. Thank you for joining us today. Do join us again. Until then, we wish you goodbye and God bless you. Bye.